One of the things we wanted to get you thinking about at the very start of this year is what you are going to do with deliberate purpose to enrich your marriage this year. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 39, and we are going to be talking about enriching your marriage. Marriage is an easy thing to take for granted, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So we just want to give our listeners a nudge about that in today's episode. And why don't you think about the things that we value the most? And what do we do with those things? Well, we get insurance for them. Mm-hmm. So we have life insurance. Disability insurance. Medical insurance. House insurance. Car insurance. Business liability insurance. Protect our businesses. Okay. Extended warranties are a form of insurance too. Yeah. We spend thousands of dollars a year on insurance. Yep. So why do we balk at like $30 or even a $300 weekend of marriage enrichment? I don't know. It just, to me, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I wonder if it's because uh, marriage is a less tangible asset. And we take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think for Linda, this doesn't make sense is the cost of divorce you know, as an individual, your net worth is going to drop by at least 50% Mm -hmm. when you get divorced, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to split stuff down the middle. Plus it's like 30 to $90,000 with lawyer's fees and all the other costs of actually sorting everything out. Mm -hmm. Never mind the emotional cost or the cost to our children or our family or our friends. Yeah. So I just think it's kind of ironic, maybe even foolish that we have the value of a marriage And we spend insurance money or spend money on insuring other things that are valuable to us. But we really spend very little to strengthen, protect, insure our marriages. Yeah. Which are the most valuable. They are. Yeah. So we want to think about that today. And uh, here's why. This is not just a spin for selling a product, but we have some good hard facts to consider. I came across this really interesting piece of research. Mm Mm-hmm. Bray and Jurilis, I think is how you pronounce the researchers' names. And they found that should difficulties arise in the marriage, that mm-hmm. couples respond better to marriage counseling when they have increased problem-solving and communication skills, when they are less distressed at the onset of counseling, interesting, and are more emotionally engaged with each other. Huh. That's really interesting. It is. I mean, in one way, it's terribly obvious. It's basically yeah. saying if your marriage is doing better, you'll do better in counseling. Right. But people don't usually go to counseling until they're, yeah. you know, completely distressed and they don't have any communication left yeah. and They've, they kind they're of disengaged. Yeah. The goodwill, yeah. And yet these things here, Verlinda, these are just, uh, if you look at them, problem solving communication skills, that's a learnable, that's a technique. Yeah. That's, you know, that's not even like an emotional woo-woo about the marriage. You know, that's a very... Those are skills. It's a hard skill. Yeah. Right? Uh, less distressed at the onset of counseling. That just means we should get to this earlier rather than later if, if stuff is going wrong. Yeah. And more emotionally engaged means they're they're with each other. They're present. Yeah. You mentioned one time that people don't come for counseling. This yeah. is when you were going through school. People don't come for counseling until they've been in a distressed marriage. Like seven years. Seven years. On average. Yeah. And that was one of my frustrations that, you know, with the marriage counseling that I've done has been that by the time people get to you, they're so fried and burnt out with each other. You know, you're starting from way back. Like seven years ago when these issues started. Yeah. 
But your feelings, you're starting sort of beyond the point of no return and you're trying to make a return. Oh, okay. And it's a very, uh, it's a tough slog. But preventative counseling would mean you never get there. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. And that's where I'm kind of going with this marriage enrichment thing. Because if you take this research that says, you know, problem solving skills help, less distress helps, being more emotionally engaged helps. Well, you turn around and you look at what the research says about what marriage enrichment programs, and we'll talk about different kinds of those in a minute, but what do they do? Number one, they increase and improve your communication. Hmm. So it sets you up for counseling success should you need that later. Number two, it increases your relationship quality. And I'm kind of equating that to the emotional engagement and the lower level of distress. So these things that we can be doing on an ongoing basis are a way of sort of ensuring us that should we hit a rocky place in our marriage, we're at a much better vantage point of making progress or finding resolution or, you know, healing Mm -hmm. than if we've been doing absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. while we go down this trail of despair and then eventually try to, you know, slap a fix on with several weeks of counseling. Right. This kind of relates even to the little fighting episode we did a couple months ago. What's that? About like, if you have goodwill, if you've worked that into your marriage all along, yes, then it's much easier to repair. Right. After a fight. Right. And this is kind of the same thing. If you, yeah. if you enrich your marriage all the way along, then when those bumps come, it's a lot easier to yeah. sort them out and move on. You have a much better chance for a better outcome. Yeah. Hmm. So every couple is going to hit rough spots. We've hit rough spots. Yeah. And at the very least, those, these enrichment programs help you with that. But should you both decide that you need extra help, you need outside help with a counselor, you immediately have an incredible advantage for that positive outcome when you do go for the counseling. That's neat. Yeah. So what I wanted to challenge our listeners with is this year to do something deliberate to enrich your marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's going to cost you money one way or another, although I did figure out a free way to do this. Oh, okay. Okay. But whether it's like 30 bucks a month and you save up for a weekend together, going to some kind of a marriage retreat or something that just helps you connect and whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's people talking about marriage and encouraging you and giving you a chance to talk. And, you know, you've got family or babysitters or something for the kids or whether you, you know, you both decide to read a book together. It costs you 15 to 20 bucks. Right. Like be doing something. Be intentional. Absolutely. My free method is at least get a book from the library. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm surprised you thought of a free method. I think you've been <laughs> married to me too long. <laughs> I know it's uh, it's, it's distressing. <laughs> okay. But what if we have, you know, an objection? Well, you only need that if you're messed up. Oh, you're messed up, honey. <laughs> That's why I married you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's... But no, seriously, like I had a friend who was going through a divorce. Our kids were in kindergarten together. And he's like, oh, well, no, I'm not messed up. Only messed up people go for counseling. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We have to admit that there is a stigma with counseling, right? Yeah. But I'm not uh, asking people to go for counseling here even. No, I realize that. Saying marriage enrichment, right? You change the oil in your car. Why don't you change the oil in your marriage? Mm -hmm. Right? Do a little preventive maintenance. Yeah. 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 So, but here's some research. By Doss, Rhodes, Stanley, Markham, and Johnson in 2009, shows that more distressed couples and those at risk for divorce are less likely to attend marriage enrichment programs than couples who are in a more healthy relationship. Really? Yeah, well, you kind of think of these weekends, you're like, oh man, must be a bunch of sort of whacked out fried couples going to that, right? Like people that really need it. Yeah. But the truth is, the people that go to that 
according to, to what their research is showing, yeah, are doing quite well. And that's why they're going to it. Hmm. And the ones that need it aren't going to it. Right. Or, I mean, we they're all need likely. it, but you know what I mean? It's less likely. Now, you're going to find a full spectrum at any event or yeah. Yeah. whatever, right? But I just hope that helps us to undermine the idea that you only do this kind of stuff if you're messed up. I think we should be able to do this stuff and feel like, can I say proud that we're willing to invest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in something like this? You had a really good comment. It's not messed up people who go to counseling. It's people who are in messed up situations or something yeah. like that. It's the same thing, but I use the word crazy. 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 Yeah. It's not crazy people that go to counseling, but people who find themselves in crazy situations. Right. Which is exactly what you set up above. Like every couple hits yep. rough spots. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So I'm listening. Did a little more research or... Mm-hmm. and found or asked a question, you know, what kind of approaches are there? There's really three kinds of approaches to these different programs that you can do. So I'm kind of stepping away from the book thing now. Okay. Well, I guess it's kind of bookish. The first one is self-directed, which is, you know, it could be do the book and use the discussion questions at the back of the chapter or right. something more like a self-directed, like an e-course mm-hmm. or some kind of workbook and DVDs, that kind of thing. Yeah. You can do this at home. It doesn't require any professional involvement. That kind of thing. Yep. There's more traditional approaches where you're in like a classroom or a group setting or a small like weekend getaway kind of thing. Usually more time commitment involved there and usually going to cost you more money. And then the blended approach, which is a combination of both being self-directed and traditional. That's like you have workbooks or whatever and some stuff that you're doing on your own, but you also have this group thing. Okay. And I kind of see this. This this research was from something a little bit more in the previous decade where some of the Online resources are not as available as they are today. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I see that changing more today where you have this option of doing an online e-course plus some coaching or counseling yeah. as well, right? Okay. To enrich your marriage. So when you look at the research on this, and I come across an article by McAllister, Duncan, and Hawkins that they did in 2012, so that's more recent. It says that self-directed methods are better than nothing, has a whole bunch of benefits. Okay. So at least get a book and go through it or a workbook and some DVDs, right? Yeah. Traditional is better than self-directed, has better results, better outcomes. Yeah. And it's also the most popular, Mm -hmm. but the most effective is blended. And again, that's where I kind of come back to. I think the internet is really starting to shine for us in this area because you can do online with a video course and then do some coaching or counseling or some kind of group event with that as well. And you really have the best combination there because you have those times where you can be alone and talk about it, but also... Learning in a crowd helps you to understand that other people are experiencing the same thing and hear their experiences and it really enriches it as well. Right. Or with a person that's guiding you who can speak from their experience and wisdom. Sometimes somebody else can just help you see the big picture, which you can't see when you're right in it. That's right. Give you that sort of perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think too, Verlin, another benefit of the internet is you can find resources not in your area. So Mm -hmm. down through the years, I've had a lot of people from other areas asking, how do I find help? Right. Yep. And it's hard to find, especially if you want to find a Christian counselor or someone who's a good fit for you, it's hard to find that in your own area, like within driving distance or something like that. But with video calls over the internet now and virtual counseling or coaching, you can really get the benefit of expertise, even if it's not available in your immediate area. Right. You're no longer restricted by that. Right. So my offer to the listeners, if you're looking for a particular resource, get in touch. Uh, if we don't have something that can help you directly or can't speak to your needs, we we'll certainly help you find a resource that meets your specific needs. Yeah. It's amazing what's out there for like very niched uh, topics on conferences and that type of thing right now. And sometimes you need that specialized approach. 
Or if you need a more general approach and it's like communication skills and marriage issues and things like that, we use a tool called Prepare and Rich. I use it for both premarital and marital coaching and counseling. And it works as well because it gives you a nice report of sort of the strength and growth areas in your marriage. You both fill out an online assessment and it really identifies the areas that, that you can discuss about, you can talk about together. And then you can have, you know, four to eight feedback sessions where you're taught how to discuss those things and understand those areas within the context of your own marriage. Okay. So it becomes a great way to enrich your marriage and, and have some of the discussions that maybe you've been forgetting to have or haven't gotten around to yet. Mm-hmm. Help you grow closer as a couple. Okay. So, and then we also have Talk to Me 101 launching in the next month, God willing, which is an e-course on communications. And at this point, it does look like we're going to be able to offering a coaching option with that e-course to create that blended approach. Although we oh, haven't okay. uh, yeah. finalized all those details yet. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I really hope this year that our listeners take that opportunity to choose to do something specific, mm-hmm. preferably together, mm-hmm. to take your marriage to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those couples that uh, doesn't realize how good they had it until it after it all went up in smoke. Did that even make sense? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> say that one more time. But sometimes you don't realize how good you have it until, until you've lost it's lost. it. Yes. Yes. Right? So Going from married to single is really hard. Yeah. And we walked with some friends through that recently, and it's just a brutal pathway. Yeah. So make a choice today. Talk to your spouse. Find a weekend. Find a book. Find a course. Give us a call. Do something together. Invest in your marriage. To invest in your marriage. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 39. And if you are interested in our coaching or the Talk to Me 101 e-course, make sure you check out our website. It's onlyyouforever.com. And there's a page there describing our coaching. And then when you sign up for our weekly newsletter, you'll also be the first to hear about Talk to Me 101, a communications course for smart couples. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. One of the things we wanted to get you thinking about at the very start of this year is what you were doing to do... What? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense at all. What you're going to do. I get nervous and I twirl this thing around my finger and then my finger goes purple and... (laughs) It makes noise too. I know. I play with mine. I've been trying to stop. Me too, but I'm not very successful. I think we need to buy ourselves slinkies or something and get it out of our system. Or a Rubik's Cube. (laughs) (laughs) That hasn't helped you. Hey, everybody. That was a little too cheesy. You want to just make that a little more natural? I always feel like such a dork saying that. Try something else then. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Is that better? No.